0: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
1: uh jazz santana who does an awesome job covering the miami hurricanes on the sixth ring Kane show on the five reasons sports network jazz how you doing sir good evening to you oh i think he may have uh yeah
2: man I he may... oh here we go oh, jazz what's up go. bro now i'm the you got to tell Danny to get it together over there. Geez, what's no, I'm just kidding. I'm, what's going on, Donna? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on.
1: Of course, man. It's my pleasure. I'm doing really well. Uh, and you know what? As a lifelong Miami Hurricanes fan, I don't know what to do with all this good news. You know, people were starting to get a little bit negative last week about the offensive coordinator search. They end up poaching the OC from Michigan. Uh, now it looks like we're landing an excellent Defensive backs coach, uh, you know, Georgia taketh, and and then we take from them in Jamil Adai coming over, who it was responsible for three five-star commits to Georgia last year. This guy's not only a great coach, but an incredible recruiter. I mean, what can you even say, Jazz, about the job Mario is doing? Because, like, when when it turns out Kendall Bryles wasn't coming here, he was using Miami for leverage. A lot of people were concerned. Jason Candle said no. You know, people were freaking out, and, and now the Canes are just hitting home. Home run after home run.
2: Well, I, I think it's because we've been so conditioned already to expect disappointment or expect these guys to do something crazy that we're not used to, you know, big boy football, right? We're not used to, uh, you know, a guy coming in here, taking his time interviewing 11, 12 guys, whatever it takes. And immediately we go to, well, then he's whiffing on all these guys, right? None, nobody wants to come coach with Mario Cristobal. I mean, that was what, what was going on in Oregon. How can we so that's the problem, right? Like we're conditioned to do that as Kings fans already. We've been, we've been you know, <laughs> in this roller coaster ride of emotions for the past 15, 20 years. And I think now, once you start to see, wait a second, he just got Kevin Steele. Okay. Yep. Uh, who was just at Auburn, one of the best defensive coaches there is out there. Um, if not, you know, top five, then he poaches, right? Cause this is poaching season. Cause I've never seen as, as much <laughs> poaching as I've seen uh, <laughs> this year, my entire life. So, Now he goes and he poaches uh, Michigan's offensive coordinator, who happened to be the the Broyles Award winner, right, for the best assistant coach in the land. I mean, that's huge. Uh, The problem is, like, you know, everybody says, well, you know, with Harbaugh, well, of course, you know, that had to play a little bit into it, right? I'm sure uh, Harbaugh's uncertainty and the way that he was doing things over there, I think it helped. But that's okay because Mario saw an opportunity, and he went for it, and he got the guy, right? He got the big name, he got the the really good name, not only is he a great coach, but he's another hell of a recruiter, right? And then you say, well, hey, now we still got to fill a couple of positions, right? B-Mac left, okay? He left to Georgia. He got poached by Kirby. Well, you know what Mario says? He says, okay, you're going to poach that guy? Well, I'm going to go and take your assistant strength coach, okay? And then I'm going to poach your defensive backs coach, who, by the way, if you ask me, may be a bit of an upgrade, and it's not a knock on T-Rob. I agree. that this guy has done, Okay, The thing that this guy has done, he's just coming off a national championship. Okay, He had one of the best uh, secondaries um, at West Virginia when he was at West Virginia a few years back. So his resume speaks for itself as well. So I'm really excited. And it's another coach. And he said, Kirby, I'm going to take two of you guys. He took one of my guys. I'm taking two of you guys. So I'm excited about it. I really am.
1: What do you think uh, a Josh Gattis offense at Miami might look like? And and you know, maybe not necessarily a negative or a huge positive, but how do you think Tyler Van Dyke is going to fit into uh, a system that's going to look different than it did under Rhett Lashley?
2: Yeah, it's it's going to be a little bit different, but uh, you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of Kings fans have done their homework and they realize that uh, you know Josh Gattis is a bit of a, a, a spread guy. He's more of a run spread guy, right? So he's obviously right. had some really great success with running backs. And to be quite honest with you, Dono, I mean, that three-headed monster that he had at Michigan, right, with Blake Corum and uh, Haskins and the other kid, uh, Donovan Edwards, I think his name was, um, and that type of offensive line, there's, I mean, there's no doubt that you're going to run the ball and play power football uh, every once in a while. But he's also very tight end friendly, right? So he's going to be able to get the ball out and throw the ball, I'm talking about Tyler Van Dyke. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that I think that he needs, and I'm talking about uh, Josh Gattis now, is he may need someone to come in and be some, sort of like your passing game coordinator, right? Kind of like what Likens was, because his route concepts are not as intricate as maybe a guy like Rett Lashley or some of the other guys that we heard about. That's not to say that he's not going to throw the ball, because I think that what you're not going to see what you saw in Michigan from Josh Gattis. Remember, his other stops, you know, Penn State and some other places, he threw the ball as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that you're going to see a more balanced attack because you have to because you've got such a great quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke, whereas in Michigan, he didn't really have that great quarterback, and they still threw for 3,000 yards. So that goes to show you that I think that, you know, with Tyler Van Dyke, the 7,800 running backs that we have now, uh, I, th- I think it's going to be exciting to see what he's going to be able to do with this
1: offense. Now, you're you're preaching the gospel here. Jazz Santana joins us here on 560 WQAM. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk in a moment about the recruiting class of 2022 that was just finalized last week on the second and final national signing day of the year. Uh, but now, like, and, and Mario and company, and this was a coaching staff that wasn't even fully assembled, they did a really good job of securing the work that Manny Diaz had started while also adding several quality players to that mix and ending up with a top 15 recruiting class, which is remarkable under the circumstances. But now, Jazz, that Mario's going to have you know a full year and a full cycle and he's building an elite coaching staff, what do you expect the class of twenty twenty three might look like? I mean, if if in this situation they could get a top fifteen class for twenty twenty two, I mean, what should we expect as far as the rivals rankings to be for twenty twenty three?
2: Well, here's the thing, right, Donald? Like, yes, Mario is a great recruiter. He is. He's one of the best in the country. But it's because he is the the best closer. Right, and that's yeah. what people don't understand. Mario is going to recruit your kids, and he's going to, you know, make the parents fall in love with you and have the respect of all those kids and the parents and all that. But what he's doing as far as building out his staff—these are the best recruiters in the country. Again, I, you know, failed to mention, but um, uh, 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 Jamil Adai was second, only behind, I think, is Elijah Robinson from Texas A&M for Recruiter of the Year this year in the NCAA right in the country. So, you know, he's one of the top recruiters in the country. You get a guy like uh, Kevin Steele who runs multiple defenses, meaning you're going to get so many different types of players that are going to want to come play for that, for that defense. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Josh Gaddis, everybody knows what he's done, right? Not only recruiting yeah. guys like Jahan Dotson, um, you know, he coached a kid like Sandra Still over at Michigan. He's got, you know, a plethora of guys that he's been able to develop as well. You're going to see so many different players. I mean, we're already talking about a kid like Jalen Brown, who's a five-star wide receiver, uh, who had a great relationship with Gattis at Michigan, another five-star quarterback in Dante Moore out of Detroit, uh, who's another kid that now, you know, he already had um, interest in the games, but now that interest just kind of, you know, takes it up a notch now with, with how we're going to be able to recruit these guys. I think it's just going to be exciting to see what the 2023 class is going to be. It's going to be unreal. And again, you have the closer. It's going to come in at the end and seal the deal. So I can see this class being one of the best sets that Miami's ever had.
1: Yeah, well said. Uh, and I'm looking at what they secured for the class of 2022. I'll, I'll go down most of the names here. Cyrus Moss, Nigel E. Kelly, Jaleel Skinner, who I'm a – Big geek for tight ends. I love, I love the whole tight end you thing. So I'm so happy. I'm so happy they were able to get this guy, Kamari Rogers, Wesley Bassain. To you know, I know we were all keeping our eyes on for a long, long time because he was kind of dragging his feet before he finally announced his commitment. Jukuri Brown, who was like, seems like he's been a Canes commit for like ten years. Like he, he's been solid for so long. Uh, Travante Citizen, who was somebody Miami got basically at the last minute before the final National Signing Day close. Chris Graves, Markeith Williams, Isaiah Horton, Jaden Harris, Ahmed Moten, Matthew McCoy, Inez Cooper, a bunch of solid transfer players as well. Wh- who are the players that you're most excited about in this class, so you think? And there's a lot of four stars in there, Jazz, but who are the guys you think will be especially special at Miami?
2: Well, I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball, and, and I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think that the... The guy that I'm most excited to see, and I think the guy that's going to end up being one of the – I, I hate to throw this, this great word out there, but I think he's going to be a great player at the University of Miami is Nigel Lee Kelly, the of an out of Um If you ask me, he should have been a five-star. Um, and not only that, but I know we were all so high on Shamar Stewart. And, again, I loved Shamar Stewart, right? But um, if, you're, if you're talking from a pure pass rushing um, potential, I think that Nigel e. Kelly might be the number one guy in the country when it comes to that. Better than Shamar, better than a lot of these other guys out there. Yeah, Shamar's very versatile because he can go inside and go outside. But if you're talking about straight-up pass rusher, defensive end, edge guy, Nigel e. Kelly is the most exciting guy. I love Cyrus Moss. And you got to realize, Donald, like, like you mentioned earlier, you know, Chris Amal did a great job of keeping that initial early signing day class together because a lot of those guys probably wouldn't have been here had it not been for Cristobal, okay? And then you're going to get the guys like Nigel Lee Kelly, who wasn't even looking at Miami, Cyrus Moss, who definitely wouldn't have come across the country if it wasn't for Mario Cristobal, uh, Inez Cooper, Matthew, uh, McCoy, you can go on and on and on. But I think, you know, Nigel Lee Kelly and even Cyrus Moss to a certain extent, I think those are the two guys I'm most excited about. Uh, and you mentioned Jaleel Skinner. You know, you saw what, Josh Gaddis was able to do with his tight end uh, with Eric all over at Michigan, who's a pretty damn good tight end as well. So I think that those three guys, if you're talking to Moss Kelly and then on offense, Leo Skinner, I think those are the three guys I'm most excited about. And I'll throw in Marquise Williams over there, which is yes. he's not really talked about as much, but I think he's going to be scary.
1: No, I love it. And, and I'll uh, in closing, I'll ask you a question that I also asked Gabby Arudia when he joined us earlier. Are you buying into all this stadium talk from the Ruiz family? Uh, you know, and, and obviously they're doing a ton for NIL at Miami, and I'm very appreciative for that. I know when they first started talking about stadium stuff, a lot of people thought it's either kind of a goof or it's just too unrealistic to really happen. Two months later, they're still talking about it. They're intensifying it. Like, do, do you think Miami really might be, I don't know, a few years away from having a, a their own stadium closer to campus?
2: Well, hey, they, they just hired an architect, right? I and mean, I mean, that's that right there kind of tells you how serious the, the Ruiz family is about this whole stadium thing. Uh, you know, a lot of people might kind of argue, well, oh, the traffic is going to be terrible around Tropical Park. And I'm like, listen, I'll be honest with you. I live five minutes from Tropical Park now, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's... It's fine. People have to relax. There's so many ways to get into Tropical Park. <laughs> There's so many ways to get out to Tropical Park. Have you seen what's going on? Tropical Park was one of the largest areas when it came for COVID testing, and yeah. they ran that like clockwork. It was amazing yeah. how they did that. Right? Ooh, was the line long? Sure, but we're talking about fifty, sixty thousand people. Okay, a hundred thousand people in a day. So I, I think that when it comes to getting the feel, getting the um you know, everything together. It's a process. It's going to take a while. I think it's going to take more than a year or two uh, to get this done. Um, But I'm buying in as of now, I'm buying in, He's doing all the right things. He's saying all the right things Um, and he's hiring architects now to put something together. So I think at this point you have to buy in, you know, am I okay with just playing a hard rock? Sure. But if you're going to tell me that I can, (laughs) I can drive five minutes to go see a football game to go see the Canes play. I'm, I'm all in baby. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I know you would be it's a, Your location would be perfect Jazz Santana, thank you so much for the time Let people know where they can find The awesome show that you do, The Six Ring
2: Yeah, absolutely uh, You can find us every Wednesday night On the Five and Sports YouTube channel uh, at, It's called uh, The Six Rings Canes Show uh, Again, every Wednesday night at 8.30pm uh, Make sure you check us out there on YouTube um, and We have a great show We always love to have Donald on We have some really great guests on and we talk everything from recruiting to coaching staff to, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, stadium talk, everything, everything you want to talk about. And we'll throw in a couple of rants here and there as well. So they all do a great job. But uh, check us out there every Wednesday night on the uh, 5 Rehabilitation Sports YouTube channel.
1: I love it. And the rants are great. Jazz, thank you so much. Enjoy your week. Thank you. Take care, Don.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.